Hiya! Welcome to World Cup Coffee and Tea at Northwest 18th and Gleason for another coffee shop conversation. I'm Tom D'Antoni, Oregon Music News Editor. You have heard the voice of Inessa on radio for a long time. She's worked at a lot of stations, including a long time at Kink. Currently, she's Music Director at the Portland Radio Project, and you can also find her excellent interview packages right here on this very podcast. I'm an old radio guy. I'm old and a radio guy. I'm looking forward to talking radio with one of the great radio voices in Oregon. Coming up in the next few weeks of Coffee Shop Conversations will be Andrew Paul Woodworth, our first NSFW conversation, Denise Kowalczyk, who you knew from KZME, drummer for all seasons, Carlton Jackson, Christy Lane, and the king of doo-doo funk, Tony Ozier. Let's talk to Anessa, shall we? Well, welcome to the cupping room. This is the cupping room. The cupping room. Yes. And next time, on the next one, we're going to reveal what the hell that is. Well, it sounds like something positively medieval. It's not. You know, like cupping? Nah, it's not. It's not. There are lots of people. <laughs> or, else, have, or else something nah. kind of sexy. I'm not sure. <laughs> there have, or Chinese <laughs> yeah. medicine or something. Yeah. There's been lots of, yeah. lots of uh, theories yeah. on that. But I and did sit down with a barista. And in the next episode, we'll reveal the secrets. They're not very bad. Oh, it has to do with coffee. Coffee. Coffee cups. Coffee yeah. cups. Yeah. Right. But there's something that happens with cupping, and we can't <laughs> wait to hear about it. Well, um, listen, first of all, I'd like to thank you for all the, all the, letting us use these great audio packages. I'm not, I'm not, you know, the, the, on Oregon Music News. Mm-hmm. They're just wonderful. And of course, they're on this very podcast. Wow. <laughs> you know, and it's just a, it's just been a great addition because they're so complete and they're just you know complete they're, like how do they're, you mean we're, we're, they're well produced is oh, what I'm saying right yeah know? that's my training in part yeah. 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 yeah yeah do you go back to when people cut actually cut tape with with the razor blades you know what I actually do and it's yeah. so it's so funny because I was in radio <clears throat> during the I was at uh, a station called Q105 in the big pink tower of power. You mm-hmm. were, this is before your time? Maybe? Yeah. This yeah. is during the 80s, uh-huh. and my program director called me. Wait a minute. Our say, own wait, wait, wait. Ambition. No, 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 no. Say that again. What? We're, we're, what was it? The big pink tower of power, <laughs> the U.S. Bank. <laughs> and we were on the 15th floor, and uh, my program director at the time was, it called me our very own blonde ambition. So that puts us in the Madonna era. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, it was it was right before the '90s when computers were really getting traction. Yeah, and we had it was a top forty station, uh-huh. and we had winners, and we had to have little conversations. Hey, yeah. Ted Collar, you're it. <laughs> and there we would be in between the fourth with a razor blade. With a razor blade. Now, a lot of people don't. I think a lot of people and don't know that. Tape. Yeah. Yeah, and then you replay. I, I don't even know if people knew it back then. You know that the editing was done. Everything is edited on computers now. Oh, it's so I mean, easy. You know, oh. I mean, we record this on Audacity, a free program. <laughs> You're such a cheapskate. <laughs> no, but no, I. It is. It is a free program. Yeah, and uh, but in in those days, because uh, I did a lot of radio work right on the cusp between 
tape and uh, analog and digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Between computers, and basically, and, and, and razor blades. Mm -hmm. Literally, mm -hmm. literally, single-edged razor blades. Yes. And, you know, the, the tape the, yeah. that you'd have to go, like, yeah, rub yeah. to make sure that, and that it was, your edits were your and tape it was, it was it was a real skill that you, it were, was. you, had, to, that you had to develop. I never, did, I never did it. Luckily, guys I worked with, people I worked with, um, uh, did that for me. Yeah, that you have an editor. Yeah, yeah. I had an editor. And uh, and morning shows had editors that would do yeah, that, you know, yeah, at the time. Yeah. yeah. But it's uh, I I marveled. I I worked with a guy, uh, a recording engineer who had who had gone. He started so early. He started on wire recorders. Wow. Yeah. Now that's way before my time. <laughs> that was the late forties. Yeah. Late nineteen forties. Yeah. Uh, but he was so skilled. He could he could cut a track out of a sixteen track tape. Wow, I do I do know people with those mad skills. Yeah, and I'm good at uh, I'm I've become really proficient in the digital thing. Yeah, I use Adobe uh -huh. Audition for mm -hmm. myself, but uh, uh, it's the same kind as Audacity. It's yeah. the same way with a wave a wave file, and you get yeah. to read, you get to understand that. But when I think back, and I Tom, this this is so this is so vain. But at one point, I really wanted to get the fake silk nails. <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Uh, that women were kind of some women still do that, uh -huh. uh, but uh, you know, and they were long, and you know that whole thing. Uh -huh. It's a culture thing. And I think yeah. at one point we were all doing it, and I realized uh, there was a, a manicurist downstairs in uh, uh, and, and uh -huh. the U.S. Bank Tower that I'd go to, and I thought, how am I going to edit? Because I don't have my thumb. <laughs> oh right. Because I had a fake nail on, but I <laughs> but I learned it, <laughs> but. That's that's the only way that we got listeners on, you know, to, hey, yeah. congratulations, yeah. you're going to Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, technology's just changed yeah. so much. It's so unbelievable. Nails. Silk nails. So have nails, though. Oh, oh so yes. nails. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, you can see that I have uh, completely boy short now. <laughs> I don't bother with that anymore. I did a story once on a guitar player who lives in Eugene named Don Latarsky. Mm -hmm. Excellent guitar player. And he's he's had a whole career of making uh, uh, instructional books, and he's, right. he's terrific. However, when I got to the shoot, I noticed that he had picks glued to his fingernails. Nazi. He had guitar picks glued. I I had never seen that before. Wow. And so you know how I started the interview. Don, <laughs> what's with that? What? Is that like Please, bondage or something, your, or what hold, is that? <laughs> hold your hand up to the camera and tell us why you did so. But I, but I know a lot of guitar players uh, and a lot of uh, finger pickers, kind of Tommy Emmanuel style, like yeah. Brooks Robertson, who's yeah, fabulous. Yeah, yeah. And you'll see that they have certain of their one hand has yeah. the nails. Yeah. And I, and speaking of silk, I bet you some guys, you know, you don't have to have the gel. You can just use silk and glue you know <laughs> to create to help them not break because that's what it's all about you know you have a little literally a piece of silk material and then you have a special glue like uh, i forget what kind of glue it is i'll, I'll take your word for it yeah but anyway that's my extended <laughs> and speaking of brooks that. robertson um who is he is also another guitar player from eugene what is down there? They I, have so many talented. Who people. was the other one? David. David. Uh, David uh, had, had a hyphenated that. name, and I can't remember it. Uh, oh well. Okay, we'll never get. Sorry, that Sorry, David. Back. You know who you are. <laughs> 
But Brooks is amazing. Yeah, I did a I did a TV story on him when he was like 15 or 16 years old. He was well, in high school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. one of those guys that just got the right teacher at the mm-hmm. right time, mm-hmm. and the teacher who believed in him. And look at him play now, and he literally picking and grinning guy. Yeah, he's yeah. literally that guy, and he's so yeah, handsome. Yeah, yeah. And he's grinning away and just enjoying it so much, so much that Tommy invites him on stage at one point. So were you one of those radio gypsies? Did you come here from another market? No. Really? I, I did not. That's so unusual. It's very unusual. I, I have friends who have, like my friend Dave Scott, mm-hmm. total gypsy. I, I have so many friends that have done that. Mm-hmm. Archer's done that. They're, they're dotted along the roadways and the landscapes uh, of going from city to city because, you know, the radio is so unpredictable. Yeah. It, it, it still to this day is. Mm-hmm. If you haven't been fired, you really haven't been in the business. But anyway, I came from New York. I was at Triple Threat, as uh, Larry Wilmore calls it. I was an <laughs> actor, dancer, waiter. Wow. And uh, <laughs> that's the way you make it in New York. But anyway, I had worked at the Plaza Hotel with a friend of mine who was in broadcast school. Oh. And I loved music, but I never really listened to a lot to a lot of it except Bruce Springsteen because, of course, you're <laughs> near the Jersey Shore, so you yeah, got to yeah. love it, right? But anyway, I did make the move here to the Northwest, and um, I thought, what do I want to do? I, and I still continued dancing and performing, mm-hmm. but I thought, I want to – I want to I want to do that broadcast thing. And so I actually briefly went to a broadcast school. Uh-huh. And um at the very tail end of when you still needed your third class license just to sign oh, off. Yes. You know, remember that? Oh, you had to go through you know, Yeah. jump through all these hoops and yeah. tests. And, and then they changed it immediately after <laughs> yeah. that. But I I began interning. I did a little stint at KBPS. Uh-huh. And I got uh into uh KGON and I was at Now uh, when you were at, you were from New York? Uh, I had lived here before, and mm. then I knew knew that my calling was in theater. Ah, and I, ah. of course, you have to go there. Well, where are you from originally? I was born in Germany. Germany, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was a real hops, hopscotch frog. So, did you have a, a an accent that you had to lose? No, no, no. <laughs> uh, because, Lucky you. <laughs> well, it's like it's like anybody who's been born somewhere else, and you're just a wee babe, yeah. you know, and yeah. you have to learn the language as you get old, you know, and, yeah. you know, yeah. you just pick it up when you're a little kid. Yeah. So, no. Mm-mm. I mean, I speak uh, I speak fluent Latvian. I was born in Germany, but my parents are from Latvia. Ooh, wow. So it's kind of a, you know. You don't hear much Latvian spoken. Uh, only in the community. Yes. You want to hear something? <laughs> yes. Mēs sejam šeit Kasauts Soviet World Cup. <laughs> uh, Tom D'Antoni. Yeah, okay. <laughs> what, is that? what does that mean? I just said I'm sitting here at uh, World Cup with Tom D'Antoni. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Nothing bad. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you've just heard some Latvian. I, you know, people always are a little bit suspicious if somebody's speaking another language oh, in right. front of you. Because it's like, like what are you saying? Right, because it was like uh, Sid Caesar would do yeah. these, uh, had these routines where he would. He would uh, pretend he was speaking another language. Yeah. He was like the master of that. Of course, he wasn't. He was just gibberish. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, that's always good. So anyway, so yes, here I come sort of kind of coming back home in a way. Yeah. But um, I just stuck it out here because I had my dance world. Mm-hmm. And then I began to get traction in radio. I was at Magic 107. My first on-air thing, <laughs> and that was just amazing. My first, can I swear here? Yes. Okay. Uh, I started overnights, and my very first word out of the call letters was, fuck. 
Really? <laughs> yeah, because I on the had, air. Because I just <laughs> wait a minute. So sweaty. <laughs> you didn't not on the air. Yeah, <laughs> nobody heard. It was in the middle of the night. That's amazing. I know. It's amazing. You know, the, <laughs> I spent all these years in broadcasting, and 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 I'm you know and I moved here and I was still in broadcasting. Uh huh. And some guy invited me on a cable access show he was doing. God, I can't even remember his name, but it was uh, you know it was it was a. Uh, if there's such a thing as a popular cable access show, I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't is, even know how to find yeah. them. No. Anyway, but um, he invited me on, and he said I could swear. Isn't that weird? And for the first time, I consciously said "fuck" on the air. <laughs> what a and relief, right? Was, no, I don't know what so it was. It was a really bizarre feeling. It was like it was guilt and relief. And an exhilaration. Well, I'll tell you something. <laughs> uh, depending on what kind of streaming you're doing, yeah. uh, you know, the, the streamer that I work with uh, is, you know, we're we're sort of trying to be trying to be family friendly, so we want to watch out for FCC. Portland songs, Radio Project. Portland Radio Project. But you have to be because yeah. it's going to be an, it's an FM. Be an, it's, well, by the time, by, well, I hope maybe by the time uh, so, this yeah. this goes up, it will but be. But you know what? Times are changing. We were just talking about the difference between. Um, uh, the digital and the and literally the Ampex tape editing. Yeah. Uh, I've heard this ever since Anthony Bourdain arrived at CNN with yeah. his show, yeah. and he's amazing. I'm such a fan of his, but he has the language, and mm -hmm. I noticed ever since he arrived on CNN, they really let loose on what they say. And the other day, I forget what the story was about, but yeah. this was, you know, uh, like. Um, Whoever those guys are over there, you know, the anchor yeah. talking to the face, uh -huh. uh, the inter interviewer, uh -huh. interviewee, and he used the word. He was. It was probably something to do with all the yeah. turmoil in the world, and he yeah. was ticking through all the different. Maybe it was the Giuliani. I forget. Uh -huh. But anyway, it's one of those incendiary stories. And the guy, the guest, was ticking through all these different things, and he said, "That's just." Bullshit. Whoa. That was on CNN primetime. How about that? And they didn't catch him with huh. a seven-second delay. Huh. So things are changing. I remember um, I, <clears throat> I was doing a show in Maryland Public TV um, called A Critic's Place. Mm -hmm. And um, I, was, I, I was doing a, a, a story on a review of Ian Dury. Remember Ian Dury? Of course. Sex, Sex and, and drugs and, and rock and roll. And roll. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, there was uh, he had written a tune about I don't know George Bernard Shaw and Albert Einstein. How crazy like that, is that? Called, there ain't have been some clever bastards. <laughs> that sounds so very Ian Dury, right. right? And so I had it in my script, uh -huh. and the executive producer calls me up and says, "We can't, can't, we can't say bastards." Oh gosh! What do you mean you can't say? I quit. Oh, I you quit. did. It was the dumbest thing I've ever done. <laughs> Because I had those, I mean, I was. There's got to be none. a better fight, right? Yeah, I, you know, at the time, I was working on a commercial station, also. Yeah. I was, I was producing stories for Evening Magazine, which had a had a forty share at seven thirty p.m. And I was, you know, we were killing, right? Yeah. Ah, little PBS show. Meanwhile, they cut off my supply of, of records oh. and everything else. But yeah, um, you paid for it in I, a way. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, yeah. You never know really when to take the high road. That these days, it's like so difficult, yeah. right? Yeah. But uh, it's language is changing, and yeah. you know this. This was this is not a shocker anymore because I've seen. I, I haven't watched what the other networks are doing. You know, I really because I don't. You can say a lot of well on Comedy Central. Yeah. After but, eleven o'clock, you can say anything. But John Stewart even gets bleeped out. John Stewart gets bleeped. I, you know, I'm not sure that if they. I, you know, I don't because you only watch it once, right? Yeah. Um. You know, when it gets repeated after eleven o'clock, 
Um, uh, I wonder if, if it's still bleed. But the, yeah. the, the roasts and the stand-ups after 11 o'clock yeah. on Comedy Central, boom, you can yeah, say anything. I, anything goes at all. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and obviously, you know, uh, my viewing happens on, you know, HBO where anything goes right, or right, Netflix right, right. or, yeah, yeah. you know, the freedom to, to choose and the whole on-demand yeah. thing is, yeah. is a whole other conversation. How we right. listen to our stuff, you know, are we really caring about radio? Um, you know, somebody, I was talking to a, a young aspiring grad over at uh, the, um, uh, what is it out in Troutdale, the, the school, the community college, oh, Mount Hood, Mount Hood yeah. yeah and he was just you know talking to me about what he wants to do and you know maybe he can do some work for PRP and that kind of mm -hmm. stuff and he's finishing grad school and going to go out and do internships and he asked me well what what's my favorite kind of thing to do on radio and anymore I, I, I don't want to just host a show of that was this is yeah you know I'm more yeah. interested in breaking rules because I've I'm a punk girl. Right. I kind of came out right. of that. Yes. The CBGB's era of yeah. New York, you know, yeah. and I don't make me follow rules, you know. And oh. so I, I would think that just having conversations, having guests on, having musicians in, uh, mm -hmm. dancers, actors, mm -hmm. chefs, mm -hmm. <laughs> name it. Mm -hmm. That's what I love. Yeah. That's what I love yeah. to make on a radio yep. show anymore. Yep. That's what I'm interested yep. in. Yep. I never met a format I, 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 that I couldn't break. Right. I love – hey, I did country for six months. You did? At KUPL back wow. in when they were at uh, – where was it? Uh, uh, in the, the uh, Coin Tower. Yeah. Jeez. And that was the most instructive thing I've ever done in the sense that country – I don't know how much you know about country formats, but uh, – they they really cater to their listeners. They're very so community. Yeah. You know they really cultivate yeah. that listenership. Yeah. And at uh, at the time at KUPL, every Thanksgiving, some listener would bring in a uh, what what's that really complex way of making a turkey? Uh, uh, where you oh. barbecue it, I guess. That, yeah. That was yeah, it. yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it would be this giant turkey. The ones that explode. Yeah. Yes. But my stint at KGON was very different because you never knew where those listeners were coming from. And oh, somebody right. would bring you a box right, of cookies right. and say, yeah. hey, where's my <laughs> test taster? <laughs> you know? So it's it's interesting, all the different cultures of, of this crazy business yeah, that we're involved yeah, in. Yeah. I know. You know, there was a, there was a period of time uh, when my career wasn't going very well in Baltimore. And <laughs> I had to be a party and wedding DJ. Oh no, an on an honorable tradition. Yes, <laughs> with a with a polyester tuxedo and the, a red. There's red a bow movie tie. made about that, yeah, right? Uh, anyway, but the country the, the the country weddings, I don't know. Crazy, right? Yeah, yeah. Bites in the parking lot. <laughs> I love it. I mean, I don't, I'm not trying to stereotype people, but I'm. You can pretty much stereotype people, you know. Yeah, uh, that well, is we, the, you know, we tend to. Uh, I think that well, it has, no, there's, there's, there's some truth to it. <laughs> because we don't really identify with people one person at a time. Uh, I'll right. look at you and I'll go, well, he's such and such and such a yes. guy. Right. You wear a certain kind of uh, your, your uh, what do you call that kind of hat? Ha fedora. Fedora. Yeah. You know, and, and you've got your dark, it's your signature look, yeah. you know, and I'm a slouchy hat. I'm going to have hat wear during the winter. I'm going to have to figure out a new look for when it gets really warm. But we don't take one person at a time, although we think we'd like to. I think we do group people. And it's a tough thing, you know, yeah. when you realize that that's – not to get all uber serious here, but I think that's what we do. That's why there's racism and, you know, things that we put people in pockets and assume mm -hmm. that they're a certain way.
it's hard to take people at their face value. Well, there's a certain truth to it. Mm -hmm. I think that's so. That's the thing, you know. I mean, it's, that's the uh, mm -hmm. you know the the, the, the uh, dirty little secret. It know? is a dirty little secret. Yeah. No matter how many sociology or psychology yeah. classes you've taken, and you know, and tried, you know, world peace and all that stuff. I know. Hey, I am a classic Italian Leo, and that's fine. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't care. You know, uh, I remember one time, and because. Italians here in Oregon are exotic. How do you mean? Oh, you mean that they're, they're, they're far and few between? Yes. Mm -hmm. I remember I was in Eugene or some someplace near Eugene one time, <clears throat> and I had to meet a musician's manager. And uh, I introduced myself, and he looked me straight in the eye with a, a drop of irony and told him my name, and he said, that French? And so... I played the Italian card. <laughs> I looked at him. Oh, my gosh. I looked at him. He thought I was going to kill him. Mean streets. <laughs> Tony Soprano. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and I turned on the East Coast thing. Oh, right, you know right. I mean? Well, yeah. you were originally from exactly. yeah. the East Coast. From Baltimore, too? <laughs> from Baltimore, yeah. Baltimore. That accent I had to lose. Mm -hmm. um, but um, I love the East Coast accent. Yeah. I really do. So... You know, it's just so I so you know I, I I let the stereotype work for me. Yeah, and you know I have let the um, when I've wanted to I've let my West Coast accent because yeah. there is one. I remember I was visiting in in uh, Michigan one time and and I said Don as in D O N the name uh. of of and they didn't know what I was talking about. They the way that they. <laughs> That flat Midwest accent yeah. is Don. Don, yes. Don. Don. You know, so there's all these regionalisms. Yeah. But I've used I've used the hey, I was born in Germany kind of. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I mean the, the trying trying to be different and yeah. exotic, you know, for whatever your purposes are at the time. People don't think there's a Portland accent, but there is. Do you think there is? Absolutely. What is but it? But it's only in, in some words. Like what? Um, like the word cash here is pronounced cash. What? Oh, you mean like computer, like C-A-C-H-E? No, C-A-S-S, no. C-A-S-S-H, cash. You know Henry Gripper, Sergeant Lieutenant Sergeant Henry Gripper, who does those, those um, uh, he, he does the, the police, you know, cold cases on, you know, these are PSAs on radio. Sergeant Henry Gripper, which is one of the great names of all yeah, time. Yeah, isn't that Henry great? Henry Gripper, <laughs> as a cop, right? Yeah. But he says case. And I've, I've heard never, lots of people take it. People always swallow the T in Portland. Portland. They don't. They never say the T in Portland. Portland. Yeah. Portland. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> now you're going to make me think. Uh, speaking of uh, Italians, uh, some friends of mine, the Medici's, uh, Nick and uh, – oh, anyway, I – They're really named Medici? Medici, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, now, see – all of a sudden, you can't edit this in post, can you? No. <laughs> it's all real conversation. What's that street? It's We have the oddest names of streets. Gooch. Oh, good. Yeah, right. It's it's almost like New Orleans. Yeah. Where you you, you, you don't pronounce it that way. Like, like Burgundy Street is Burgundy in New Orleans. Really? Yeah. Cooch um, is, you know, couch is cooch. Right. Yeah, there's yeah, another yeah. street that has, has some opposition going to it that I've heard recently, and I can't think of the name. <laughs> we almost have to go through the streets for yeah, me to try yeah. to remember, um, but I can't think of it right anyway. now. So. Well, people don't understand how crazy radio is. 
shows yeah. to work in radio. Mm -hmm. People just, you know, I, 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 you know, I've worked in radio, worked in television, worked in newspapers. Radio people are the craziest management. Mm -hmm. Talking about, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 you never know. You just never know because they don't tell you when you're being fired until you get off the air. Yep, there's a way that it happens. Yes. <laughs> Time-honored methods. Yeah, because, <sighs> you know, they don't want you to go on, you to go on the air and say, I've been fired. That's actually happened to me. Uh, there have been I some. Mean, I mean, yeah. I didn't do that, but I, 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 some, I was working at a network, and some guy got fired, and they, they had already told him, and he went on, Woo-hoo, I'm going to be fired. Well, they, Please call on the, the other boss. hand, there have been some really um, – you know, nego people negotiating an honorable way out. Oh, I did that. Yeah. When right. I was at 6:20 a.m. Yeah. You that yeah. you that you could negotiate like I'm yeah. going to be leaving on my own recognizance, yeah. kind of a yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There have been some really generous souls from time to time. Well, you know, if if they understand that you're a professional mm -hmm. and you, this is that not you've the, always displayed and that. this is not the last place you're going to be working and you yeah. need to you know you need a, a nice recommendation to go to the next place or whatever right. you know i i you know uh, um when I, I was working at 6:20 a.m. 85 different formats ago when was that 97. Uh, how long ago was that when? it was it was when it moved over from from uh uh where Kink is, okay. you know, mm -hmm. and, 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 and Entercom bought it. Now, okay. whatever, whatever I don't even know was, what iteration was before, that was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, it was a news talk station. Okay. Yeah, um, and, uh, um, and, and uh, you know, I, they, the boss said, you know, we're, you know, we're replacing all the, all the, all the Saturday talk shows with, with network because it's, because it's and free. Some, yeah. And some things made kind of business sense. Yeah. yeah. And so, he let me. He let me work for another three months, mm -hmm. and I went off. It was all fine, yeah. you know, because he understood I was a professional. <laughs> and then there are those times, uh, and I can't. I, I, there must be other jobs that are like this in in just the job world, but radio stations, TV stations are owned by uh, an investment corporation right. of some sort, and right. so they want to see yeah. back the money on the yeah. dollar, or whatever you know. And yeah. and sometimes stations get sold. I remember one time. Uh, our station got sold, and everybody, of course, when stations were getting sold, that's when the worries set in. Oh, yeah. And I remember it was like a Gestapo thing. There were four really serious-looking dudes oh, that came in with our with our GM and PD, uh -uh. our music director, and they, our staff was, PD was ahead of them, but behind were these four pretty serious-looking dudes. Yeah. And we were all basically told <clears throat> that very afternoon, that's it, you're leaving. And those guys were there to make sure that we... Did they escort you out? Yeah, yes. yeah, not me personally, yeah, but all right. all yeah. of the staff. Yeah, yeah, there was a staff Jeez. meeting, and out we went. We left our keys, wow. and that was harsh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So usually, the sale of a station can signify a lot of things. It can yeah. say signify that they're going to be changing staff, yeah. that there's going to be new organization from the top, yeah. bottom up, top down, whatever yeah. you know. And, yeah. It's a it's a it's a rude and cruel business, but it's so much fun. I know. Did you ever so work for a fun. station that was owned by one guy? Uh, briefly, and briefly. And those people were nuts. Briefly, you know what? <laughs> that station I was telling you about up in the big big pink. Yeah. Van Halen's owner, Van Halen's manager, owned really? us. <laughs> we had me some us, not me, us, all of us had me. I keep on saying me, like I was the only <laughs> yeah, one having yeah, a good time. Yeah. But we had us uh, some good times, and that was you. You, I don't know if you ever felt like this, but our our 
you know, those people who came through rock and roll yeah. radio, mm -hmm. our fervent wish was always that some really rich hippie would just damn, <laughs> damn it, Jim, buy us and let us do our thing. Yeah. You know, yeah. that was yeah. that was uh, countless people's wishes, you know, that we could bring in yeah. our little red wagon full of our own music oh, playlist yeah. oh, and yeah. we get to do our own thing. I get to do that at KMHD. Yes, you do. Yeah. You're very lucky. Yeah. You're very lucky. I, you know, my my first radio job um, was uh, at, at sort of the dawn of freeform rock and roll uh -huh. around 1972, you know, and um, 71 maybe, and I did morning sports on a rock station. Yay! <laughs> were you high when you were doing it? Of course. <laughs> Do you remember show prep back then? <laughs> I've, I've never told. Them, I, have, I have never told this story. Oh, my exclusive. first day, my first day on the air, a friend of mine dropped by and said, "Hey, you need some speed to do this." Mm. And, oh. and I was that was a bad idea. I don't recommend this, ladies and gentlemen. Do you remember anything yes, about it? I do. I remember it. Oh, I remember gosh. I got stuck in traffic. <laughs> On the way out, and was oh, like God. completely frantic. Oh. I was frantic anyway because yeah. of the speed. Anyway, oh, crazy, crazy stuff. Yeah, show prep. That was uh, the first time I ever started drinking coffee on a regular basis because I had to. You realize? Did you do morning shifts? Uh, I did. I did. Is that I did. Crazy. What kind yeah. of life is that? I know you have to go to Why bed before any do of that? your friends. You Why know, do people do yeah. that? I did, and I did uh, morning show myself as. A single host yeah. uh, at KGON. Uh, I did a lot of morning show pro producing for uh -huh. for Kink, you know, and so it's an exciting, but it's it's a rush. It's a rush. There's yes. no doubt about it. But yes. it totally obliterate. Obliterate. You had to do so. You had to do 85 things. Yeah, and think ahead all the time. And, wow. Yeah, fun. That fun. is such a. I mean, skill. it's a rush. It's a rush. Yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. but at the same time, uh, it can really wear you out. You know, my brother-in-law yeah. is up in Seattle doing radio, and he's done he's done uh, radio for I don't even know how many years up there, mm -hmm. and um, he's so uh, into knowing when he has to go to bed and his family can uh. tiptoe around him. But he is like really when did, when ready. When does he have to go to bed? I think he goes to bed around seven. Jeez. To start. Because you have to come down from your day. Yeah. You can't yeah, just, yeah. You, and you really shouldn't take a nap. Right. So the lifestyle can be crazy. And I, when you think about shows on TV, like the Today Show, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, when do they get up? Yeah. Have to do makeup and have to look good and, you yeah. know, all that stuff. Yeah. So media is a really, it's exciting. Yeah. And but we're doing our own version of you know, I mean I'm so happy to be a contributor. You you've let me. Uh, I've I was an English major, uh -huh. so um, but I write in my own voice, so it looks like more like an E.E. E. Cummings right. <laughs> style. Yeah. Honestly, that's yeah. how I write. Yeah. But I'm really happy at this stage uh, not to really be in in doing a radio show per se. Uh -huh. But to be able to do these kinds of things and occasionally mm -hmm. be on PRP and, and to have my voice out there with interviews with people who I want to do. Now, if only we can start getting some traction on the – Yes. Here. Yeah. I have a thousand. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's very, very, very You know, true. so it's, it's changed, but um, I'm really, really happy to be able to cultivate my writing skills. I think right it's now. important. I, I, I have a tendency to go overboard with that. I, I, the writing? I, or? No, with, with – uh, in, in having – multiple kinds of voices on stuff that I'm involved in. I, I went to the, the complete extreme in, in the, in the, um, in the early nineties. 
I was publishing a, uh, a tabloid newspaper uh, in Baltimore. It was a, I had I was the publisher of the of the underground newspaper back in in, in 1969 70 right in there. Right. And then I brought it back in the 90s to compete with the sort of Willamette Week of the time yeah. in Baltimore. And um, I was I was such a nut about you know having individual voices that that was at the time when it, uh, <clears throat> people were still doing paste up actual paste up mm -hmm. for for you know you would actually you know um, put. Um, uh, I mean, it was a physical thing. The print, the yeah, old for, print. For print, right. yeah. And then there was computer-generated uh, design, which right. is every, everything now. And I would let each designer design a page. Wow. And so when you turn the page, it you didn't like know what you were looking it like at. It worked. I liked it. You yeah. Know? And yeah. Very, so very I have, of that I have era. done that with Oregon Music News, and I made sure that people write in their own voice. Yeah. And I have caught hell from copy editors. Yeah, it's not like the New York Times where there's no. a certain everybody has to use Mr. Dental. No, no. When speaking no, about you no, in the third no, person no. or something, and that's the but that's the oh, that's people, the voice of the New York Times. But you some know, people but, don't like that. But yet there should, I there should be a certain uniformity well, to everything. What? Well, but bullshit. Okay, but it's uniformity more in the the style, like say the Chicago style book, you know, where you know it's a, yeah. you know, where does a comma go inside the quote or outside that kind of thing? Just because we read. But I'll tell you something. We I don't know if you read the New York Times, but if I could just give a shout out mm -hmm. to one of my favorite writers from there who just recently died, oh, David yeah. Carr. Oh yeah. A stunning man. Yeah. He wrote for media. He wrote about media, mm -hmm. and he was teaching a class at I think Boston University. And I want to, I want to grab that syllabus of his, and I'm gonna, I want to <laughs> read it, because it's yeah. a syllabus he gave yeah. to his class at the beginning. Kind of like when I was speaking with Vijay Iyer the other day uh -huh. at the jazz festival. Mm -hmm. He goes up to Harvard, mm -hmm. and he does something very similar, where <clears> he'll give a. It'll be something between a seminar and a class, mm -hmm. and it's the professor that you've always wanted. Yeah. So yeah. I think voice is important for consistency in, you know, punctuation and, you know, I mean, I'm an E, like I said, I kind of tend to uh -huh. do an E.E. E. Cummings run on sentences, yeah. forget to capitalize my, yeah. <laughs> you know, but I think that it is important for continuity to have your voice, but yeah. to be able to read it in English yeah. Yeah. <laughs> instead of. When did you? Discover that you had this voice. You know, you know what? That, that, that's that, interesting. You know that people would respond to. Wow, um, hmm. that's a good question. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> don't you love it when somebody says <laughs> that? That's a good question. Yeah. Well, you know what? When I think about it, my father had a beautiful voice, and when uh -huh. he, when we were laying around in the evening, and mm -hmm. he'd be laying on the couch reading out something out loud mm -hmm. to my mother and I was there at his at his knees and maybe he'd be reading from Peregrine or something you know mm -hmm. something poetic and so I'd hear his voice and I and uh, I, we always had a lot of theater around our house and so we had a lot of that kind of stuff but um, I began to read out loud to myself in my room and then my brother uh, was kind of the later era of uh, being in Vietnam and mm -hmm. he would be sending us little tokens from Hong Kong like if he'd go out and he asked me what I wanted and I said I want a I want a um, tape recorder mm. and he sent me mm -hmm. this you know and I was just a little kid but it was a very simple one and you know a little tiny you know like a size of a clutch purse basically mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like the size of my iPhone wow. but uh, <laughs> I started reading into there and that was at age I don't know I, was, mm -hmm. I wasn't even a, a tween I, and wow. I started recording my voice and I didn't know that I had a voice but somewhere I don't know 
somewhere along the way people said you have a beautiful voice and I would hear it all the time or you know you know being an actor I'd always you know mm -hmm. do silly things with it so it's just always sort of been in you know starting with my father reading poetry mm -hmm. out loud just did, did you learn to hear yourself and learn did you adjust what you were doing from your little tape recorder and not at first I think where I first learned uh, you know, a lot of people have that fear. Of, I, I hate the sound of my own voice. I never did. Yeah. And it wasn't like I thought, oh, I have mm -hmm. the voice of an angel. It was just that mm -hmm. it never scared me. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And and so <clears throat> I thought the next step is I maybe could do a commercial. There you go. And then I'd start practicing commercials, mm -hmm. you know, and that's how I make my living now with mm -hmm. voiceovers. <sighs> Scary thing to do, <laughs> to, yeah. to hang your hat on, on just one thing. But anyway. But you really, but you have to love it. Yeah, you know, I I always tell people I, I never met a mic I didn't like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a skill. I think there's a skill in not sounding like you love the sound of your own voice, right? Uh, because then even that just, if you do love the sound, yeah, of your own because voice. then that just sounds, there's nothing wrong with loving the sound of your yeah, own. Yeah, but voice. you know, back in the I think back in maybe the 70s, there were DJs. I I wasn't in radio then, but yeah. but there were DJs who were amazing, and I kind of favored that kind of. I grew uh -huh. up with WNEW and uh -huh. a woman named Allison Steele. Oh yeah, she. And she was the night bird in New York. Uh -huh. And she read poetry yeah. at night. Yeah. And I think I was inspired by her mm -hmm. to start, mm -hmm. you know, practicing. But that was, you know, in my triple threat era of, you yeah. know, dancing and, yeah. and performing. And, and so it wasn't until I got to Portland, I thought radio, that I began practicing, mm -hmm. I think, with that still that very same little tape deck that my brother. Wow. But I did graduate <laughs> to a bigger Ampex, real to real, you know. And <laughs> what kind of dancing did you do? It was modern, uh, mm -hmm. more from the, if people know the names, Martha Graham, mm -hmm. Merce Cunningham, Twyla Tharp. But I did sneak out against the better judgment of my main teacher, Eric Hawkins, who refused to allow – he didn't – if you did it, he didn't want to hear about it. You didn't dare go over to American Valley Theater and take class or Maggie Black or something. Really? You know? No, because no. it created a whole different kind of look in your body, different oh. muscles, Yeah, and you danced with bare feet. So that was an era. Huh. It, uh, yeah, huh. the modern dance era for me. Huh. Did you uh, did, did you dance here? Mm -hmm. Yeah, with various. You know, I mean, there's. It's like uh, when I arrived in Portland, the 80s into the 90s was like the indie and and, and the dance era. The dance uh, world here in Portland is very vibrant. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the time, it was more like an indie thing, you know, where mm -hmm. little groups would just sprout was out of everywhere. Was that during the era of PSU's dance program? Yeah, 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 all that, you know. So uh, modern dance was just, you know, and then Oregon Ballet Theater developed here. Yeah. And uh, when I when I had my daughter uh, in uh, 1985, uh, you know, of course, I thought, well, let's see what happens. And when she was four and a half, I took her over to OBT because I was taking class there. Yeah. And, um, you know, and, and performing, not with OBT, because I w was never a ballerina, yeah. although I loved the form. And, you know, she's now with New York City Ballet. Wow. And has been in New York for 12 years. Jeez. Living the dream. Amazing. Uh, but I always thought, if she ever said to me, Mom, it's this is not for me, uh, I want to play mm -hmm. soccer. And around 11 years old, mm -hmm. things began to change for her, and she knew huh. this is what I want to do. So you have to... You know, you have to listen to your children. Yeah. You have to listen to your own heart. You know. What of yourself do you, uh, do you see when you see her dance? Oh, 
Well, everybody says I look like her, so I take that to be a huge compliment. <laughs> Although I'm five two and she's five seven and a half, she's wow. more she's more built like her father, yeah. with really long legs, which mm -hmm. is what they want for yes. that company. What I see uh, in her is, uh, you know, that uh, TV show Girls. Mm -hmm. That's what I see in a way. Uh -huh. That's even though it's set now. Mm -hmm. It's that's what I was living when I was living there. My uh, own, that that era of yeah, girls. So yeah, you know, yeah. everybody's talking together, and 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 now she's moved to Brooklyn, and you know. So I see this real exploration, and you know, it's like I have to be really careful not to do the G's mom moment. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah, talking about. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I have to. I really I have to give her a lot of respect. My mother always told me, "You're an artist." Mm -hmm. And that's what I tell her. And huh. so that's what I see in her. I see an artist. Yeah. And that's what I see in me. That's great. Yeah. 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 Um, so you're um, – uh, what, what, what is exactly what, – what is it that you do right now with, with PR, with Portland Radio Project? Well, um, I make the basic um, programming, the basic music choices. I, I program the music uh -huh. uh, and uh, I schedule it. Mm -hmm. And um, I create the logs, as it were, because we're yeah. a streaming station for now, and right. that has to all kind of go between, you know, mm -hmm. talking to each, you know, digitally talking to itself yeah. between all the different yeah. platforms. And um, I have a ball finding new music to play. Yeah. There, there is some – we have a huge library. And we have a lot of the classics in there, of course. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of the blues, as you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, we have – we really – our imperative is really local music and through that lens, but also through the current stuff, you know. Yeah. Uh, for instance, um, Common and John Legend just won Oscar. Mm -hmm. Now, that's a little bit out of our wheelhouse because we more are of an indie kind of style and sound. But when there's, an, when there's a reason for a song to be in there, I'll – I'll email it out to all our hosts and say, hey, throw it on. It's got context. Because mm -hmm. Common does go into, you know, the <clears> rap. <throat> and so uh, we're not staffed 24-7, mm -hmm. uh, but we're staffed by some wonderful, wonderful local artists who then have also the choice to bring in their own playlist. So I try to maintain a real loose kind of grip. I don't have a grip on the playlist, in other words. Yeah. You know, um, they can formulate their own shows as long as they're in the wheelhouse. Yeah. And so I'm not really the program director, but I am the music director. And I, I uh, you know, I, I just go all over the place trying mm -hmm. to find music that I can download. And, you mm -hmm. know, and then there's that whole digital thing. Right. You know, uh, CDs, we don't really play CDs. Yeah. It's not, that's not in our studio right now. Mm -hmm. But everybody brings in a laptop and does it that way. You know? Really? Yeah, and plays it that way. And then mm -hmm. I have a really great relationship with Terry Courier over Music Millennium. Yeah. If I ever need a record and say, oh, Terry, uh, I'm, I'm not able to access such and such. Mm -hmm. Can I can I grab it? And he'll just lend me his promo copy and I'll just you know up, upload it. Mm -hmm. Do you miss doing a shift? You know what? Uh, I would love to do like a weekly shift where maybe I talked about here's what's new on PRP and I'm hoping uh -huh. that that's uh -huh. going to be what I do yeah. because yeah. I I and I upload new music on the on a weekend like say on a Saturday morning and um it'd be a great time to you know that the day after would be a great time to say announce here's what to listen for both locally and globally mm -hmm. You know, and uh, we do a lot of different formats, you know, primarily the indie, mm -hmm. but I love ele electronica and um, <clears throat> I, I do like uh, 
even our older artists who are doing new iterations of things. Mm -hmm. uh, for example, that Bob Dylan, new, that new album of yeah. his is a great example of doing the Great American Songbook. Every single song on there was done by Bob Dylan. And it doesn't really fit into our format unless it has context. Mm -hmm. So I'm not really putting that into our playlist. So I really try to be judicious that way, mm -hmm. unless I know that um, there's going to be a host who can talk about it and mm -hmm. say, now why am I hearing Bob Dylan singing, you know, Oh, it's three. He doesn't do that one. Yeah. Three a.m. song, but right, right. but anyway, um, context is everything for the music that we play. And if we had, the hope would be that we'd have more hosts. And so it's kind of like right now. What I'm doing is um, making sure that I see where everything is at mm -hmm. PRP and mm -hmm. and uh, giving the tools to people musically mm -hmm. to use. Mm -hmm. And uh, a little bit of the promos, you know, that we that I work with, you know voicing certain things. Yeah. I do that. Yeah. You can hear my voice on the, you know, hey, it was in the PRP. And that kind well, of stuff. it's really a great way to keep current. It is. Yeah. And I, I hate that argument that, not an argument, but I hear a lot of the older generation say, they just don't make good music anymore. And they just ain't true. <laughs> they just ain't true. You know, but you do have to keep a finger dipped into it. Yeah. To know that they're making great music in almost every single place that you look at mm -hmm. in hip-hop mm -hmm. in um in blues in in this great stuff that you are doing <clears throat> at kmhd i'm certain you're finding the masters from the past mm -hmm. but i'm sure that you're mm -hmm. finding mm -hmm. the younger generation too mm -hmm. yeah you know? yeah there's uh, uh, you know um it's one of the great things about having uh, a diverse staff of writers at oregon music news mm -hmm. is that they bring they bring Mm -hmm. you know they bring you know things I've never heard of yeah. you know? well if I could I, if I can uh, I was thinking about this I thought I wonder if you're going to ask me what my new favorite discovery is locally and it's a group called Balto B-A-L-T-O like Baltimore? I don't know like Balto <laughs> five piece and um, they just got in touch with me recently and they've mm -hmm. just knocked me away ah. and they're they're you know an indie rock kind of a mm -hmm. sound there's mm -hmm. you know great players there's there's a piano involved i love that there are these old instruments mm -hmm. that are being used in in very mm -hmm. fresh new ways mm -hmm. great players their next show is with as rose uh, on the 10th ah. uh, i'm not going to remember which venue but you know right 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 hmm. okay. so uh there you heard it here ladies and gentlemen you heard it here <laughs> yeah and i think I'll, you'll be hearing it over at OregonMusicNews.com because um. <laughs> we were doing a little write-up on it. Okay. Look forward to. Yeah, yeah. So it's great to be able to keep in, you know, keep mm -hmm. the keep the feed in. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, it's really easy to isolate. It is, you know, and I, unfortunately, I think that's what a lot of people do. Mm -hmm. You know, people I think now more than ever are stuck in their own niche. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, one of the uh, founding principles of Oregon Music News was that everybody likes more than one kind of music, and we fight that. We fight to, you know, to 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 cover uh, everything. But I, I'm I'm not so sure that uh, people get comfortable in their little niche, especially the niche of the music that they heard when they were in high school. Mm -hmm. And people just hold on to it. Right. And well, high school, first couple of years of college. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, stuff they heard in the dorm or stuff they heard and at the And that is parties. transformational. Yeah. 
It is. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. doubt about it. The yeah. stuff that you grew up with, the yeah. uh, whether you grew up with the kissing good guys or mm-hmm. whether you grew up with 60s mm-hmm. freeform or yep. whether 70s rock or 80s punk and uh, you know electronica from you yeah. know you know the Cure and mm-hmm. all that you know mm-hmm. Pearl Jam, endless every era having yeah. its. Uh, you know. Yeah, it's 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 difficult not to get stuck there. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I, and, and I, I, it really is. I mean, I, I find myself really comfortable listening to, to rock, to old time rock and roll, mm-hmm. you know, R and B. Yeah. You know, uh, Fats Domino and all it's that. It's easy stuff. to listen to it's because easy. it's very, it's like a comfortable. For me, it's comfortable. Coat or because, shoe. Because mm-hmm. you know, when you, you know, when I, I think when people first discover music, you know, it is such. It is such. It is so transformational mm-hmm. that you, it just never leaves you. Right. You know. Uh, uh, but you know, you can't do that. You got to. You got to keep going. And and know? it's a personality thing too. But it yeah. depends on who you were surrounded by. If you have parents who were listening to music. Right. You know, my parents and my aunt and uncle were listening to tango and classical. Uh-huh. Uh, my brother and his his uh, cousin were deep into late night candles and joined by as and Bob Dylan. Right. And we were like peering right. around the corner. Right. What's going on down there? Right. You know? <laughs> so it yeah. just depends yeah. on where you... You know, and, and the thing is, I, for, for a long time in my life, I would be critical of people who got stuck in a particular era. Mm-hmm. But I'm not anymore. Yeah. You know, it doesn't, you know, whatever. Only country. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, there's, there's, a, there's a TV network called RFD TV. Hmm. It's a country, it's, it is, it is, it's for RFD, rural, you know, delivery. Um, and they, 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 they run like reruns of Porter Wagoner. Oh, sure. They all, the old gang. The straw, the little straw between your teeth kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. yeah. Yeehaw. Hee haw, yeah. And it's uh it's great. Yeah. I think <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, yeah. I'm not a country music fan, but it's, it's irresistible. Yeah. I think when I first heard the outlaws, that's when I went, Okay, oh, right. there's right. something yeah, yeah. here. There's something going on here, it ain't exactly clear. You know. Hey, I was a, when I was a kid I thought Homer and Jethro were the funniest <laughs> you know Homer and Jethro? Uh probably not. They they were country comedy. They would oh, make country. Okay. I mean, it does. I mean, it does ring a bell. Country and western parodies of pop tunes. Oh wow! Homer and Jethro, ladies and gentlemen, Google that one. I will when I get home. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, there was a song called "Don't Let the Stars Get in Your Eyes." It was. A, it, was a, it was. It was. It was just. It was one of those things that was just in the era of just before rock and roll, and you know they. They did their parody. They don't let stars get in your eyes if you've got water on the brain. Oh, it's so country. Really <laughs> shocking to say to hear that now because it's oh my god, you're making fun of some kind of disability. Oh, or whatever, right, you know? right. I mean, that, yeah, political correctness. You know, yeah. I mean, it yeah, was stupid. Yeah. It was, it was, it was the, you know, he but that, that is, that yeah. is totally the way yeah. that a country song is made. Of course. That is exactly the structure yeah. of a country yeah, song yeah, right yeah, there. Yeah. You know what, you, you know what they don't have anymore? Answers. <laughs> there should be somebody who you know take the take the the, the 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 most popular song off the Decemberist new Decemberist album, or take the you know take take a, 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 a the, the, the Academy Award winning song, or take some Glory, iconic yeah. song right yeah. now, 
Where is the answer to that song? Because people used to make answers. Oh, right. Like, oh, like 60s songs. <laughs> yeah. Where this is what we should be doing, like yeah. protest songs. You know, like, like yeah. uh, um, there was a here's song. what it there, is. I, well, I thought it because of uh, a country. There was a song called He'll Have to Go by Jim Reeves. Or, yeah, by Jim Reeves. It was, it was to his girlfriend. Saying he, about, her, her, about the man she was seeing on the side. He'll have to go. He'll have to go, right? Yeah. And then a female country singer made an answer song saying, he'll have to stay. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah. So back and forth. Yes. That's what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe nobody's listening to each other's Here's songs. Here's the thing. Hipsters, hipsters out there, if you really want to be hip, you will write an answer. I love an that. answer to Let's start that. Let's start that trend right here it's and now, like, Tom. It's like, it's like cassettes coming back. Oh. You know, audio cassettes being cool now. Right? Okay, you heard it right here. You've heard a lot of things right here. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so, um, I think people would like to hear you on the radio again. Well, thank you. You know, I mean, really. Because uh, the manager of this place... You know, uh, World Cup Coffee and Tea is a huge fan of yours from your kink days. Oh. You know, I told him you were coming in here. Oh, yeah, Nessa. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh, uh, and well, do, you th do you think most people remember you from kink? Or what era do you think you had your, you know, you, you've well, had your greatest? Well, the most recent, the most, the last 12 years yeah. uh, were spent at kink. So that's probably, probably you know, depending it. on you could, you, who you listen when. But that's, um, that's your really identification, right? I, yeah. Because that's a long yeah. time to be somewhere, especially and, in yeah. Radio. And I was briefly at a sport. I did sports did briefly. You? Yeah, did I was you? a news person really? for the fan, and man, you did sports. I was. I, I read this. I read the. Do you news. know anything about sports? Uh, well, actually, I know. <laughs> I, I know news. I know how to collect news. Ah, there you so, go. <laughs> but they were such sexists over there. I mean, oh. we went to see what was that uh, Demi Moore thing, the stripper. Oh yeah. We went to preview yeah. that uh, oh, together with the. Sean, you know, the morning show guy. Oh, my gosh. Oops. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, I – and then KGO. Mawkish. That's <laughs> the one way to describe guys who do sports. Yeah. Mawkish. Well, I'm not going to put anybody down. I you know, will. <laughs> you can do it on my behalf. <laughs> but, um, uh, you know, uh, there was Q105. Yeah. You know, so yeah. it depends on who was listening when and when they yeah. were here. But because uh, I, I left Kink in 2012. Yeah. Uh, but I was there for a, a long time. Long time. Yeah, yeah. And it's a long time yeah, to be somewhere. Yeah. So um, I really always appreciate when people appreciate what I've done. It is nice. It is. It's nice to be because appreciated. you don't have an audience. I know. <laughs> you can say the funniest thing on I'm, earth, and you can't hear them laugh. I know. <laughs> is that a sad thing? It's a sad thing. <laughs> it's a sad thing. It is a sad thing. We have come to this conclusion here. <laughs> At Cuppa, Cuppa Room. <laughs> That's where all this has led to. It's a sad thing. <laughs> well, at least we can make each other laugh. <laughs> Always. Always. All right. Well, thank you so much. This has been great. It's been so Nobody much Nobody ever fun. gets to talk about radio. Never, I know. ever, anywhere. <laughs> I know. This has been great. I, I, I don't want to be putting it down in any way, but, you know, we've told some truths. I think so. All right. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks.